0: You know, there's several people out there who say that you're in one of two categories. You either think Die Hard is a Christmas movie, or you're wrong. Now here's the thing I would say, Die Hard 2 is also a Christmas movie. And if you don't agree with me, all I gotta say is, yippee ki
1: motherfuckers! Welcome to Popcorn Talk, featuring movie discussion, news, and interviews. Popcorn Talk, we talk movies. And now, here's Popcorn Talk's Guilty Movie Pleasure.
0: oh ho! Oh. This was me on the drive over here. I was late from Holl- We're starting late because I got stuck at a callback, and then I nearly got in two accidents on the way over here. And this was the music. I was like a really lame John McClain driving in the rain yeah. in LA. I
1: mean, he doesn't do a lot of driving. No, he doesn't. So,
0: so hey. Until Die Hard with a Vengeance, then he doesn't. Yeah. Bark. Yeah. Well, technically, Samuel Jackson does most of the driving in that. So. Anyways, there you go. Hey, we're here. Let's get we're an hour late, but let's do this because I want to get into this. Um,
1: first and foremost, uh, I do wait I, before you start. I do want to say the perfect cold open would have been what you, uh, said before we started, which was just yippee ki-yay motherfuckers. <laughs> and
0: then I and extended then,
1: it. And then you extended it a little bit before we started. And then the actual cold open became like a five minute monologue. <laughs> Whatever. I don't know what happened.
0: Right, I don't know. I drank some coffee. I got excited. It was good. It was good. Whatever. Hey, I do want to give a shout out to the original, uh, host of guilty movie pleasures, Josh McCouga, wild man, Makuga. uh die hard he posted something on twitter today with uh collider how die hard is one of his favorite christmas movies if not his favorite christmas movie and he i think he and i did this or he and steve i've done so many of these i don't remember but i remember we did an episode some host on this show with Makuga did an episode of die hard so watch it because it's great but we wanted to talk about die hard too because I watched Die Hard. Well, oh, first off, hey, I'm Ben Begley. I'm your host. Forgot to do that. Uh, and with me, as always. Hi, I'm
1: Jesse McIntosh. Yeah,
0: for those of you uh, just tuning in, because you're like, Die Hard too, I love that movie. Who are these jackasses? Yeah. Now you know. We're Listen, we are going to curse today. We yeah, we're, usually we neuter it, because we try and get more listeners. We try and Deadpool, once upon a Deadpool, PG-13, this
1: shit. But not today. Not today. Fuck that. We're it's, going off the rails. Ben and Jesse are raw today. You can what? use that in the advertising for this episode. Ben and Jesse are raw. We are raw. Ben and Jesse do it raw. No,
0: I don't know if you should say
1: I don't know. I mean, I'm you could. It, right it might get more views. Listen, <laughs> do whatever you got to do, guys. Anyway, so
0: I, every year, and my wife still hasn't watched Die Hard, but every year, I, I, I normally watch like my staples are It's a Wonderful Life, Christmas Vacation, Home Alone, Elf. Those are like the sentimental, like feel-good Christmas movies. But lately, I've loved to throw in unconventional Christmas movies in there. Like, I love Krampus, which we covered last year for uh, um, uh, the guy who did Trick or Treat. I'm blanking on his name right now. But anyways, uh, and that's awesome. Gremlins is one of my favorites. Die Hard has become a staple now. Every Christmas, I have to watch Die Hard. Now I have a machine gun. Ho, ho, ho. It's just so good. Die Hard, and several critics have already said this. It's on like the AFI Top 100, all that stuff. To me and millions of other people, Die Hard is a perfect action film. It's structurally perfect. It doesn't go too far in the realm of disbelief where you're like, this is absurd. John McClane feels like an everyday man who's uh, in the wrong place at the wrong time and deals with what he can and ha- uses what he can to deal with the situation. And then, Die Hard 2, I remember I saw Die Hard 2 shortly after seeing Die Hard 1 when I was younger on VHS, and I thought, the only thing that stuck out in my mind is i thought it was really lame how he killed all the bad guys in the end because i wanted more shoot him up or whatever i don't know but so i discounted that movie for a while and i've since revisited it a couple times and watching it again this time i love this movie i always thought it went three i thought it went one three two four and then it's sad they never made a fifth one they did. It's just that terrible. <laughs> but now I think it goes one, two, three, four. Because this movie's... Although three is great, so maybe they're tied. But this movie's awesome. It's super fun. It it definitely feels like a sequel to Die Hard where they up the ante on everything. Because there's this is the first step in absurdity where he like ejects himself from the plane as it's blowing up. But it still all kind of feels like it could happen. Kind of. The first one I feel like is totally... In the realm of action movie realism, this one gets a little absurd, but I love it. Now that I've said that, Jesse, what, what are you? What are your thoughts on the Die Hard franchise? Yeah,
1: I also loved this movie, um, and I think that it's necessary to have seen the first one in order to love this movie. Yes, yes. Um, there's a ton of homages and nods, and there's a ton of homages, but also like the point that you were touching. on where they like amped it up Mm -hmm. um if you watch this without the context of the first one you might think that it was silly silly and absurd and like a little bit too much yeah um but having like having the threshold already set of Mm -hmm. like this is what a diehard movie is they had a little bit of leeway to go above what they did the first time um but I did find myself wondering, because you, you mentioned in the first one you feel like he he was an everyman just caught in the wrong place. This one did not feel like that to <laughs> me. This one I was wondering the whole time. He obviously, like, is chasing this. Yeah. Why isn't he SWAT? Why is he just, like, LAPD without other ambition he's the lieutenant now at in lapd they okay but like
0: he why isn't he jack bauer in the counterterrorism unit or something yeah yeah
1: yeah, exactly name me another just police officer of any rank who would jump from a helicopter to the wing of a plane in for the in the name of justice (laughs) have you seen part four uh, I have not. He
0: no. hangs on the wing of an F eighteen as it's crashing into a into a bridge and slides off and narrowly misses getting. And then he also launches a car off a ramp uh, and kills a helicopter. with Right. It.
1: So he's he's chasing it. You know what I mean? Like he's he's an he's a junkie at this point. I think he gets a taste of it in one, yeah. and then like he's hesitant in this, but as
0: soon as he gets that taste, it's just like, whew, he is. He's a junkie. Yeah. He's, he's an action junkie,
1: whether he wants to or not. Because, like, he could, I mean, they set it up so that the police officers there are useless. But why, what <laughs> So is, useless. Yeah, but, like, what is he doing, honestly? It, like, chasing people into restricted areas and, like, he's got getting himself involved in all this anyway? He's, he's just waiting deep. for his wife. He's John fucking McClane, man. I guess. That's what you do when yeah. you're John McClane. I guess. He's got but that intuition, that gut, that, that 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 hunch. He sure does. He, he sure just... does. It was, But the movie is a lot of fun. You'd never and seen this. I had not seen this one. You'd no. seen the first I'd one, I'd seen the though. first one. I had to
0: clear that with you because yes. I was going
1: to... We were going to fist fight.
0: We may have <laughs> fist fought.
1: Yeah. On <laughs> set. What did you think of the first podcast. one? The first one was great. I love the first one. Um, and is yeah, that, like, it like Yeah. The franchise is a lot of fun. Have you seen the other ones? Um, I've seen... Well, so I said no to four, but was that the one with Justin Long? Yes. So then I have seen that one. Yeah. Yeah. So th- I've seen those three. One, two, and four. Okay. But I you did didn't see three with Samuel I, Jackson? I, I did not oh, see Oh, three. that one's great.
0: I think... I don't know. I have to rewatch it now, because they might be tied. Because this one feels more akin to Die Hard, and Die Hard with a Vengeance starts heading more towards Live Free or Die Hard yeah. territory, where it's like bigger and crazier. But, man, Sam Jackson and and Bruce Willis have some great chemistry in that movie. They're so fun together. I
1: mean, Bruce Willis is great as this character. Yeah, he's great. He's great.
0: It makes me wish he cared more about characters now. He does when he's in an M. Night Shyamalan movie or, like, in Looper with Ryan Johnson directing. When he's with a director he cares about, it's awesome. When he's doing something like... Death Wish or these other movies like He Just for Friends. He just pho- Oh, Friends am I right? <laughs> <laughs> I love Bruce Willis, but I feel like lately he's just been dialing in these performances and 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 I want him I think I think Glass is going to be a return to form for him
1: playing uh his character from unbreakable yeah again. i hope so because he's as an action star he's great he's great he's great bruce willis please come back to us in full force we
0: love it so let's do this plot in under three minutes because we got a ton of sound clips a ton of awesome action to talk about a ton of bad guys that get off to left and right so let's do this steve you ready i'm ready let's do it
1: all right guys here we go here we gonna and do it three I'm we're ready. gonna do it i'm Two, ready to do it one
0: go Okay, so we start off where there's uh, uh, Bruce Willis is waiting in the airport um, He's he's late for His wife's plane is late, he's hanging out there He's getting a ticket from the cop And then there's a cutaway to uh, the guy who played Death In Villain Ted's Bogus Journey yeah. Is doing naked Tai Chi And we're hearing all this stuff about this drug lord Esperanza, who's coming in on this military plane And all these things With this uh, Colonel Stewart, who's a naked guy And uh, then we cut to um, The airport again, where uh, We're establishing like all, all all the traffic and all the craziness and... Uh, John McClane sees these two nefarious characters walking about, and he clocks them. The cops don't notice anything. He goes after him. A fight ensues. He kills the one in a luggage smasher, whatever that yep. thing is, uh-huh. and smashes his head. And then gets in trouble with the. And he's introduced to the Tower Head and the chief, uh, the
1: captain there. Yes, played um, by the dude from uh, NYPD, NYPD Blue. Blue. Uh, and he tells him to basically get lost. And uh, we got
0: this here, all right? Yeah,
1: but he doesn't want to go upstairs. And they're let just the guy luggage know. thieves. He just wants to let the. He, yeah, they're luggage thieves. There's nothing else going on here, right? Luggage thieves. Um, So Bruce Willis goes back down, and he fingerprints the guy, and he sends it to the dad from Family Matters, um, who eventually sends it back. Officer Winslow is what I like to call it. They realize that the guy has been officially dead for two years. Um, Part of a black ops group. Right, and the plane's coming in with Esperanza on it, so they're like, this is obviously what's going on here. Um, And so they start to have a hunch. uh, Oh, and then they figure out, oh, and they kill all the communications and all the
0: runways, so none of the uh planes can land or get any communications from the tower. So then the the one dude who's the tech guy He figures out. Oh, we'll go to this other tower where we can rig up a signal there they take SWAT, but they realize, oh, this was a trap. The bad guy's already playing this. Colonel Stewart knew you were going to do this. They take out all their top guys. All the SWAT get killed. John McClane kills uh, T-1000, Robert Patrick, <laughs> and a bunch of other people. Uh, and then uh, they realize it was a... Oh, and then they blow up the
1: tower, and they're like, oh, we're totally screwed. And then they bring down the English plane. They're like, all right, well, yeah. because you did that, we're going to bring down the English plane. And so then the plane crashes, and everyone in there dies. Yeah, and uh, he tries to wave it in, but he can't. Oh, okay. Yep. Oh,
0: God. And then
1: uh, he meets Marvin, the <laughs> weird janitor guy. Yep. He gets through
0: these... Uh, He goes through all these places, and then, oh, God, um... Uh, uh, oh, then the plan, Esperanza's plan lanes, lands And they, they find out that the church Is where their main hub is And the soldiers come And they're like, hey, we're going to take care of this for you guys And Jesse, how about you take it and away then, And <laughs> then
1: they uh, usher him out And then they blow. everything's uh, rigged with C4 And they're like uh, Oh, there's and, a shootout and, there's sh- and then the the guy who came in Is like trying to play cool But then it turns out that he's with Esperanza And then they all meet up on the tarmac And they get their plane And they're about to uh, fly away and Bruce Willis is—he jumps, he helicopter in, a, in a, yeah, news reporter helicopter. He helicopters in, gets on
0: the wing, fights the one dude. He goes through the, wing, he fights the other new desk guy, and then uh, he he uh, lights the plane on fire. You picky motherfucker, boom! Him and Holly hang out, and then hey, I'm the janitor guy. That's nice. how you end the movie. That's hey, the I'm, movie the yeah, I'm the janitor
1: guy. I'm the janitor guy. Oh
0: uh, yes, I got re- I think it's William Sadler. I think that's the guy's name cuz somebody tweeted about it. Yeah. I got to find it cuz I am going to hate myself if I don't figure this out cuz I uh William wait for it. Wait for it. I, William so, Sadler. Yes. Who knew we were going to do a marathon of William Sadler? Movies? I knew.
1: I manufactured it.
0: How great though is he? He's so menacing and creepy in this and so hilarious and like super
1: naked in the beginning. <laughs> super like naked. real real
0: naked. We're like at the verge of seeing a ball hang out
1: somewhere. Like there if you looked in the mirror because he was in the hotel room oh. and there was a mirror on one side. There was like a little dangle. There was a, dang- a dingle ding- yeah, dangle? Yeah, a little dangle. You I missed a dingle dangle and I, I was, was watching it at 1080. Because uh, you know why <laughs> I was looking for it? Because uh, I was watching it on demand on Cinemax and in my head I was like... If you're gonna put your movie on Cinemax, you have to add nudity there's, there's to gotta it. There's got to be some dangle. Yeah, you gotta add it. <laughs> you gotta, <laughs> even if it's not there, just to, like, be a, on brand. I think it's a precursor for HBO now. I think everything has yeah. to have a dangle of right. some sort. So I was like, "There's got to be," and then like immediately there was a naked guy, and I was like, "Are they gonna fucking dangle a dick in front of my face?" <laughs> and then they hashtag dangle in. a dick hashtag yeah. Cinemax. Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so we start off. Uh, John McClane gets a ticket from the world's. Biggest asshole cop. Merry Christmas. Hey, I got a ticket for you. You know? Uh, And then naked guy like we already went. We saw the dangle. T-1000's in it. Robert Mm -hmm. Patrick. There's John Leguizamo randomly later on. He plays one of the henchmen. I caught him briefly. He's basically an extra. He's basically an... Unless it's a guy that looks exactly like him. There's a dude in the church pops in for a second okay. it's crazy I have to now research that I just like to come in with half <laughs> you know we're in, a, we're in an age where I don't have to be factually accurate about anything absolutely so, right about that uh, and then John McClane calls Holly his wife and they have a little banter or no she c- pages him and he calls her because it's the 90s and there's not cell phones and this is the banter they have honey what are you doing where are you did you land
1: yet Honey, it's the 90s, remember? Microchips, microwaves, faxes, air phones. <laughs> okay, well, as far as I'm concerned, progress peaked with frozen pizza.
0: <laughs> I love
1: it. I just love that summation of an analog hero in an increasingly digital age. Yeah. And I also I found myself, like, wondering frozen pizza. I mean, I guess you can... I tend to microwave frozen pizza. I guess the bigger ones you can you cook now. Oh oven. no,
0: yeah, you cook but those. But what I'm
1: thinking, when I was a kid, we had like the little oh, Celeste yeah. ones that probably poisoned all of us. Yeah, probably. But that were, like you those. microwave them
0: in plastic with like a metal yeah. sheet under them, and it's yeah. like this is not yeah.
1: healthy. Yeah.
0: Or when you go to your school cafeteria and they were like in the oven in plastic, and yeah. you're like,
1: oh, that doesn't seem safe.
0: Cool. Thanks '80s for poisoning our entire generation.
1: It was um, it was a funny like uh, juxtaposition because she said it's the '90s, like it's micro- brand new. Yeah. <laughs> but now that we're watching it on a rewatch oh, 30 years later it's like oh, it it has both meanings like it yeah. could at the time mean like look at all the new technology and now, it could be but like, now it's like look at all the old technology <laughs> we have pagers yeah it's very funny <laughs> only police officers
0: drug dealers and doctors had pagers mm-hmm. you know i still have a pager that i never used i got it later at like a goodwill <laughs> yeah, like for like 2012 50 cents and i was like oh sweet i'll use this as a prop yeah. Never did. Damn. So, There's still time. A little thing. Uh, I love the interaction between uh, bringing back the reporter from the first movie, Richard... I forget his last name in it, but they call him Dick the whole movie, which uh-huh. is hilarious. Um, and he's kind of like a TMZ guy. Uh, there's some great banter between him and Holly. And the old... I love the old lady. She, ha- I don't know if you noticed, she casually has a magazine with Lethal Weapon on the back of it. Yeah. Which is awesome. Yeah. And... Uh, and I love that she brings out a taser, which apparently in the 90s you could bring a taser on your carry-on, in your
1: purse. can you bring anything on a plane? (laughs) Apparently, lord. Apparently. The amount of stuff that they had was just...
0: And like the radio that listens into the cockpit, like there was no security in the
1: 90s. Yeah, just like walking all around the plane, smoking, (laughs) tasering people for no
0: reason, yeah. I mean, things have
1: changed. Things have changed. Yeah. For the better. And when she brought out, obviously that was a moment of like, we're gonna be using a taser It's like Chekhov's
0: gun. It It was... holly's seatmate's taser right but doesn't have quite the but, ring
1: but then when she used it it was like the dude's just given a report like he wasn't even attacking anyone he was just well, like, but he,
0: because of him i know we're jumping way ahead but because of me he causes mass hysteria at the airport Yeah, but and, he
1: was done yeah he like there's he there was no more imminent danger that he could have done but he, he deserved have, it yeah he deserved his it,
0: reaction but, after it and we'll play the clip when we get to it but his reaction after I, it looks like he's dead yeah because he just goes and then he falls to the ground and he's like
1: I'm like, oh god, it killed well, him. Also, like, what the woman who produces the taser? What a bitch to be like. I tried it on my little dog. Like, what is wrong with you? I have
0: I have a similar taser, only it's tinier and it's a nine volt. I got in Chinatown. You put a nine volt battery in it. Yeah. And I may have told you this before, but I haven't told it on air. I don't think. Uh, I was shooting a sketch for my character Stephen Mortimer that I used to do this yeah. this really nerdy conspiracy theorist guy, uh, and I. I had this conspiracy theory that when you taser yourself you shit your pants And so I was supposed to pretend to taser myself in the neck And I was like the safety's off The battery's in there but I'm not gonna like And when I went like this my thumb slipped And I triggered it just for a second And I'm holding the camera too and i go and the camera flies out of my hand luckily i was in my room and it landed on my bed and i dropped to the <laughs> i dropped to the ground and i and i got up and it was literally like oh oh cuz it made my whole the whole side of my face numb and my neck felt like i had a like i had a like a kink in it for the rest of the day but it literally was such a surge for a second that i went and then dropped from a 9 volt battery wow Hey, 20 bucks in Chattatown. Never had to use it, except on myself. Hey, it's,
1: I didn't shit myself. Listen, it's what we do for lightly watched internet videos.
0: <laughs> I think it got like, it- <laughs> and I even tried to like put in the thing, guy shits himself in this video to like make it like, oh, this is hilarious. And yeah. I think I got like 100. It was not worth it. Yeah. And I called Renee, and I was like, hey, I just tasered myself. And she's like, what? And I was like, I gotta go. I gotta finish shooting this sketch, but I'll call you after. (laughs) (laughs) So I hadn't even finished it yet. I still powered through. That's dedication to a lightly watched sketch. Anyways, that was a tangent we didn't need to go on, but it's fine. You like that, all 12 of you. Um, So, uh, then we have McLean. he clocks the two suspicious bad guys. Um, Man, there is an awesome, awesome fight scene that uh, that transpires. There's also,
1: right before that, there is an awful lot of Undrunken beverages on tables. I just like that. <laughs> that bothered you. I, it blew my mind. Maybe how, everybody was like, "Oh, I'll have more time to drink this." My flight's late or on time. But like, even the hench, like the bad guys, all had full beers in front of them, and then John McClane had a full drink. I love that they all walk out of the hotel with their package
0: their Christmas yeah, presents, yeah. and their military boots in a fashion that, like anybody clocking that, would have been like, "Wait." Wait, and especially since Colonel Stewart's been in the news It's right. like, wait a minute, you're famous Which the news reporter recognizes him Yeah Which I thought would play out more like Which John McClain eventually, that's how he finds eventually, out Eventually, but he,
1: Stewart. he did a double take on him also Yeah like, Do I know you?
0: So he, John McClain clocks these two guys that are looking as suspicious as possible mm-hmm. they're, they're full glasses of beer Weird present underneath that they nudge under when the cops go by And they, they eye the cops They're really not, for being black ops They're really not good at looking not inconspicuous at Uh-uh they're in like tactical gear with like a hoodie, you know, <laughs> and um, they go in this in the luggage area and they're setting up uh,
1: something in there. I don't really know. Well, we found wasn't it that they were like tapping into the yes, communications yes, yes, yes. in the ca- yeah. in the tower. Good thing you paid attention. Yeah.
0: Uh, and they, a fight ensues. Uh, well, first off, John McClane shows up with his badge, like, "Hey, it's a cops. So what are you doing here?" John's <laughs> like, "That's ballsy." And they start. Oh, they open fire on him. They a fist fight. Dude, Stash McGee is what I like to call him. Nice. He gets, uh, they're fighting up this belt that for some reason, I guess, in the 90s, packages had to be flattened before going on a plane. Um, I don't know. Either way, it flattens this dude's head, and I, he's like jerking around as it's mashing his skull, which is awesome. Yeah, I was... And the other guy gets away scot-free, not not Mr. Scott-free that our president tweeted about. No, 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 no. Not S-C-O-T-T-F-R-E-E.
1: Not Mr. Scott-free, the actual you. word. Um... I I was worried about everyone's uh, bag. Like there was so many bags that got thrown off the belt. I know it's like, and oh. It like oh, how are they going to know? <laughs> how are they going to get all these bags to the right places? Now? There's terrorists at this airport, but Jesse's like, oh, I hope they didn't have anything important. Yo, in this was like so much. Like obviously, there's going to be a lot of work to rebuild this. Airport, I love when you worry about the minutia of things there like this. So much work that was going to need to be done to like sort these bags. Yeah. And then the other thing I thought when they were fighting is they were like they were such good marksmen for like tiny objects, but they couldn't hit him. <laughs> they like hit the aerosol can yeah, and they hit a light bulb and they just like the small objects yeah. around the room. They were like bullseye every single one of I them. I mean, but they could not hit John McClane. Later
0: on, when John McClane's on the the snow speeder. Snowspeeder, yeah, uh, snowmobile, snowmobile, snowspeeder yeah. would <laughs> Snow be uh, <laughs> would be Star Wars. Uh, they're shooting at him with machine guns, train, yeah. and they can't hit him. But anyways, that's what happens in action movies. Um, so this whole fight ensues. He gets taken to the captain, uh, played by NYPD Blue dude, and Dennis uh, Franz, Dennis France, I Dennis, France is his name. Dennis France, Franz, yeah. France. France. Yeah. Anyways. Um, So this is every police chief or captain from an 80s or 90s buddy cop action film or just action film in general.
1: Captain Lorenzo? Yeah. John McClane. Yeah, yeah, I know who you are. You're the asshole that just broke seven FAA and five District of Columbia regulations running around my airport with a gun shooting at people. What do you call that shit? (laughs) (laughs) Self-defense. So good. I love that, like, legit every
0: lethal weapon uh 48 hours another 48 hours beverly hills cop bad boys bad boys every single action movie where it involves cops has to have this guy and last action hero where they spoof that and he's like and he starts talking so fast it's just gibberish yeah it's incredible but even though it's cliche it works because you need that guy to be like screw you i'm not gonna help you and I love the only thing he's worried about is not digging any deeper into these two guys with Glock whatever that right. get through metal detectors, like John McClane says. But that you know we got a Christmas rush, we're going to be screwed if we delay any flights. So really, the plane that crashes is on him because he be. could have let people know way in advance. Yeah, you got. So he needs to be fired at the end instead of just like tearing up a ticket, like. It's Christmas! I just had 230 people murdered because I was a stick in the mud. There
1: was like... I, I good say impression. Like, well, how would Channing Tatum do it? He would be like... Hey, man, you got to just <laughs> let it go. That's good. I didn't
0: yeah. know what you were going to say. Yeah. I was, I, I, I was I'm on, like
1: lengthening the silence. I was, on, I was on pins and needles. Progressively more and more as we go. <laughs> um, the So like six or seven years ago, there was uh, a gunman at LAX. Yeah. And one... Yeah. One singular gunman. Yeah. And it shut down the entire, the entire yeah. airport, yes. and they brought everyone out of yep. the airport afterwards. Yeah. And it's like you had, you had a. Uh, gunfight. Yes. It wasn't just like one gunman walking around. And what around.
0: luggage thieves carry Glocks.
1: And, right. And, you know... Uh, it was wh- an armed
0: suitcase robbery, yeah. I guess. He just really wanted somebody's negligee. Yeah. He was a negligee
1: fan. <laughs> I mean, that's... It was ripe for it, yeah. I guess. Yeah, that's the place to look. This
0: is when... So this is in the same scene when he's... The captain has told him John McClane to basically fuck off. And uh, John McClane leaves, and on his way out, he gives him a zinger.
1: Hey, Carmine, let me ask you something.
0: What sets off the metal detectors first? The lead in your ass or the shit in your brains? Ooh,
1: I mean, I, the lead in your I love ass, that.
0: For sure. But I, I guess just scientific, just from like a practical standpoint, I guess the lead in his ass. Yeah,
1: the shit in your brains is not going to... I don't. It's not going to trigger a metal detector. It, definitely you, not in the '90s. Unless you shat metal. <laughs> well,
0: what guess, Wait. If he had lead in his ass, and then he shat, shat and then put it put in it. his brain.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: now we, like, need, we need a 90-minute documentary yes. explaining this. Yes. This sound clip. Okay, so then we already said that he. He gets the fingerprints from the, the stiff, sends it to Officer Winslow, which is what I like to call him, even though it's Officer Powell. Mm-hmm. He's eating Twinkies, just like in the first movie. Uh, well, he is four ready at the desk, and I'm very
1: concerned for Officer Powell's health sure. and well-being. He, sure. He, I thought he was cutting back after the first movie. I mean, especially because it seems like he might be a desk cop now. Yeah. Yeah, like he's just sitting in that chair because I mean, he day. didn't. He, he hadn't twitches. shot
0: anybody in a long time because he had shot somebody innocent on accident, right? And then he had to kill uh, Blondie McFabio, dude, in, yep. in the end of the first one. Back to the desk. <laughs> yep, back to the desk. Uh, so then they find out that this guy's been dead for two years. Uh, this is a black ops group. The tower starts to finally take it seriously, but they're too late because they get tapped into. Um, they find out that. All their runways been shut down. All the planes are now have to circle until they, they're going to run out of fumes or run out of gas yep. and fly on fumes.
1: They will run out of fumes. They will run
0: out of fumes. <laughs> um, but the captain is still like not helping McClane and he won't let him back in the tower. So McLean's running around trying to find out down in the basement what to do. And this is where the movie, one of the examples where it makes a nod, which I think it does really well without dipping into parody it acknowledges the fact that this is an absurd sequel but it has fun with it without going too far in my opinion and this sound clip is one of those examples where they're winking at the audience going yeah we know this is ridiculous but you're gonna love it anyway
1: man i can't fucking believe this another basement another elevator
0: i same shit happen to the same guy twice it's so good i love that i'm totally okay with that
1: yeah, I mean that sort of speaks to the whole movie. But yeah. again, yeah, like he—he's chasing could, it. You could just bow out, man. Like,
0: <laughs> but he has that sense of just—he has that sense of justice, that sense of saving people, uh-huh. that sense of of responsibility. Yeah, to sacrifice himself because think of the shit he goes through in the first one. You know, shoot the glass and like, oh, that scene where he's pulling the glass Oof. out. Damn it! I forgot to bring it. If you, if you love Die Hard, there's a Christmas book that's made to be like a children's book. That that's uh, that's that's all an, an illustrated diehard, and it's Grr. hilarious. And I meant to bring it. I tried to read it to Daisy the other night, and my wife wouldn't let me because it's it's really violent that's, and has swearing well, in sure. it. Sure. So you know, whatever. I'm a terrible dad, I guess. Uh, so then, all we talked about how in the in the three minute thing, how they go the the tech guy takes the SWAT over, and Robert Patrick, they're all really suspiciously painting. Yeah. <laughs> Again, not the best at looking inconspicuous. <sighs> He's on, like, a uh, a thing like, oh, hey, officer, we're the creepiest painters ever. Yeah. And they all blast away the uh, SWAT. It's a brutal gunfight. McClane comes kicking out through the vent after he met Marvin, the world's weirdest uh, janitor. Janitor, yeah. I think he's trying to play the role of the limo driver in this, but the limo driver's way cooler in the first one.
1: Yeah, and also, like... Marvin's too much for me. Marvin just, like has full knowledge of what's going on and doesn't and tell anyone doesn't tell anyone and just like <laughs> hangs out in his cave just waiting for mcclain to come back yeah, yeah he's like i'll be your point person right here right here i gonna radio to with any- me yeah. uh-uh. <laughs> so ridiculous. You know, i think the janitor would be able to like maneuver the whole so, like he knows the ins and outs of yeah. whatever his character is the yeah. if there's anything
0: i dislike about the movie it's marvin that's the only thing everything else i think is awesome but marvin i was like oh god just get it but you need to have some kind of way for him to, yeah. he could have just found the blueprints in the janitor's office. Right. Uh, but anyway, so uh, McClane kicks open the vent and blasts through it to kill Robert Patrick. Yeah.
1: And then jumps down. <laughs> Robert Patrick decides to catch it. <laughs> instead of the vent. It. Instead of just like moving. <laughs> <laughs> Oh she, like, Maybe this will be bulletproof.
0: Yeah. Ah, I severely misjudged this situation. It's like someone
1: yelled heads up, and he was like, I got it. Oh, I got it. I got it. Got it was it? just like instinct. <laughs> he was all state in junior year of high school. He's a return so, guy. They, they, he kills all the bad
0: guys. Uh, mind you, John McClane with a handgun, because he's that badass, mm-hmm. can kill all these bad guys that a full-on SWAT team with semi-automatics couldn't take out. Right. Tower blows up. They realized it was all just a, a, a trap. That's a trap. And then um, where, where else, where else, where else? Uh, oh, oh, the best, the best is where um, I got confused because my phone autocorrected McLean to McLean. I was like, <laughs> who's McLean? Uh, anyways, the best is where the last guy, where he runs out of ammo... And he's down on the ground, and the guy's kicked him over, and he uses the pipe to move the belt to get the last gun and blast the dude before he
1: gets to it. That's such a great moment. I I would have to go back and rewatch this moment, Mm -hmm. but I'm pretty sure he passes over a pipe to grab a further away pipe. (laughs) Maybe the other one was shorter. I don't know. He just really had his mindset on that pipe. Yeah, and he, I guess he had to stretch anyway, so he was <laughs> yeah. like, I might as well start stretching. <laughs>
0: exactly. <laughs> so, so um, then Lorenzo gets on and says McLean's name over the radio, which then outs him as the cowboy, which is what uh, um, yeah, Al- Alan Rickman, uh, uh, Hans Gruber mm-hmm. in the first one uh, called him. Oh, cowboy. We have a cowboy here. yippee ki um, and uh, then so Captain Stewart's like well you guys killing my men wasn't part of the plan so now I'm gonna crash one of the planes you don't mess with me anymore and McLean like the hero he is tries to go out there and save him he gets two sticks with uh cloth on it he lights them and he's trying to direct him in but it's too late and the plane blows up kills 230 people it's a brute when you really think about it it's it's terrible it's, it's, it's fucking awful 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 tragedy because they, sh- they show all the people on the place show an old lady they show a kid they show like it's families yeah. on there it's it's brutal yeah and in an action film it really makes you hate the bad guys it's like I know they say kill a dog and you hate him, but kill 230 people
1: on a plane and and you know that's fucking sure. terrible. Taze a dog and you're just like a funny lady sitting next to the you know, <laughs> protagonist's wife. So, so then um,
0: then the uh, army general shows up and he's like, I'm here to kick some ass. You know, this I trained with him, but he's not part of my team anymore. Which already, I'm curious for you since I'd seen it, I couldn't remember if I saw that coming, the twist. Yeah. Did you
1: see it coming that they were going to betray him? I felt like he was bad news. Okay. I, but they just the way they set it up is like he's the shining beacon of goodness. Yeah. And everyone else is either incompetent or terrible. Mm-hmm. And so when the guy comes in and is like he's – how Because he couldn't yeah, help. Yeah, he couldn't. And he's just like if he's there and he's interested in catching this guy, um, since the other people are working against that – if he's moving forward with it, he's got to be a bad guy. Yeah. Like there's no way he's helping. That
0: makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. I think I got that. I mean, I know this time cuz I've right. seen it You've like seen four it, times. Yeah. I was like, "I remember this." Yeah. But um so they they're able to uh they're able to find to go in a backdoor signal to let the planes know, "Hey, don't listen to anybody else. We're we're not talking to you. It's terrorists, blah blah blah." And the news reporter dude Dick gets it. And calls his people and is like, we got to get this on the news. You know, this total asshole move. Um, then he goes back to good old Marvin and realizes Marvin, deus ex machina, you know, convenient McGillicuddy, uh, Marvin has... <laughs> just going to keep yeah. saying gibberish. Uh, he has one of the bad guys' radios because that was a the problem. They couldn't key in the signature to know, uh, or the code to know what they're saying. And right. now he knows. Now he they figure out it's at the church. They, uh, they go, oh, oh, wait, wait, wait. First... Do we skip the church or no? No, no, The church is... Oh, no, no. Ready. Oh, yeah. So they know that the plane's landing. Yeah. Esperanza's there. He goes, puts the gun up to Esperanza's head after Esperanza's killed both the pilots and f- landed himself, which, by the way, he's like, I need mayday, mayday. It's like, why don't you just keep the pilots alive until you landed? Sure. But turns out he's a pilot as well. So. Yeah, but you, he could have kept
1: them alive until have. they landed. <laughs> yeah. The pilots were not going anywhere. <laughs>
0: no, he could have killed them after. Yeah. But it was just showing him be a badass. That's right. why. Uh, you think McLean's got Esperanza? You're like, ah, oh, sweet. There we go. Movie's done. But then uh, Captain Stewart or Colonel Stewart and the other guys show up, start unloading on the plane. Which, by the way, is very dangerous for Esperanza because they're just unloading a hail of bullets. They
1: unload a hail of bullets and then they throw every single grenade that they have. Because McLean locks himself in the cockpit to try and yeah, shield and himself. One grenade would have killed him. Yeah. And then they but would they've... have had twenty grenades <laughs> in later. case they missed. <laughs>
0: How many grenades do we have? I think he even says like eight. And they're like, perfect. Use them all. But this is one of the moments that gets a little silly, but still in the realm of possibility where he gets in the ejector seat gets in and they're the longest
1: uh grenade fuses or whatever you call it yeah because it seems like forever yeah he also kind of like waits for them all to get into the plane <laughs> it's, it's like raining on him and he's like oh oh, oh, no. oh, 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 no. oh, oh. oh no oh no oh oh boy oh no oh the eighth yeah. one i better go
0: <laughs> number one i'd be like ha ha right why didn't you just do that right just ha! throw him out ha, ha! ha! Anyways, there's this great shot where it's it's in the it's it's all over. It's in the anytime you ever see a meme for Die Hard Two, it's yeah. this iconic moment where he ejects out and it's blowing up, and he comes right up to camera going, Aah! and then parachutes down. Why didn't they shoot the parachute at that point? Well, they were all out of ammunition, and all out of grenades. <laughs> That's their point. They, That's yeah. their problem. That's their fault. They screwed yep. it up. So then he. He uh, goes back to The armor, army colonel shows up And he's like You shouldn't have done this This is our place And he's like Yeah well you got your heads up your ass He, he got away Blah 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 And the army colonel says this
1: Now you're the wrong guy In the wrong place At the wrong time <laughs> Story <of> my life
0: <laughs> So good Yeah
1: Now you would say he's chasing it I would say he's just unlucky uh, I would Both I, I would still say both I would say the fir- In the first movie He's unlucky in this one, and he's, in this movie, he puts himself in this position. Yeah, yeah, and by the third one, no, by the third
0: one, he's dragged into it because it turns out it's Hans Gruber's brother. Ooh, spoiler alert! It's Samuel
1: like, L. Jackson is Hans Gruber's brother. Yeah, what? No, no. <laughs>
0: <laughs> what? Uh, so then, um, oh, dude, he goes to the he goes to the church, and he. Sneak attacks the one guy, and they're fighting and fighting and fighting. And well, the guy,
1: he doesn't, he doesn't sneak attack him because the pager goes off. Oh he's yeah, yeah, that's to right. He's trying to sneak him, attack. And pager then the goes wife off. wife tries to call him, yeah page him, and
0: and a fight ensues. He's he's getting the shit kicked out of him, and he grabs an icicle and
1: jabs it in the dude's eye, and it's brutal. For like, it looks pretty real. Yeah. Still, and then the ice breaks, breaks off, off, and so it's just, just like a chunk. It's just it's so in good. His eye. I thought about when that happened, Googling if that was a stalactite or a stalagmite, and I didn't.
0: mite tight I don't remember. I don't know. I don't know. And technically, it's not because it's ice. It's ice. But, but I, I mean, get what you're saying, yeah.
1: hanging or sticking out. Right, right.
0: But I love that kill. That's one of my favorite badass moments. And then, so this is where the the Army General comes back, and I there was some sp- suspicious switching of clips to now having blue tape on right. it. And so we're getting the hint something's not right here and the army general shows up and he's a little nicer to McLean this time because now he's like oh we found the bad guys we're all on the same team we're gonna work together he's putting on a happy face and he says this
1: yes I was wrong about you you're not such an asshole after all no you were right I'm just your kind of asshole (laughs) your kind of asshole is the new CBS sitcom (laughs) premiering in February they bleep it out though like bleep my dad says Uh you're kind of bleep hole yeah I wonder what that what would that show be? Don't trust the B in Apartment Twenty Three. Yeah, that's another one. But now,
0: why don't, why are we so prude with swear words? Who cares? Yeah, you're kind of asshole. What would that be like? Your uh, <clears throat> it would be a guy who it would be a guy who hired not hired who who needed a new roommate off Craigslist. Yeah, and found one, but the guy's a total dick. And then he realizes, and this guy's kind of a nebbish dude. He's just kind of he's, he's an introvert. He stays at home a lot. And this asshole ends up bringing him out of his shell and showing him how to be good with the ladies, how to get more friends. And it turns out, he's your kind of asshole. Sold. I'm Sold. in. Let's make it! I'm in. It's every sitcom ever. I, already, I know. <laughs> <laughs> so, every sitcom ever should be called Your Kind of Asshole. Yeah, okay. I mean, there's an opportunity there. There is. There is if you there want to be is. edgy, but still do the same sitcom. I don't want to do a sidebar, but I'm going to Please. real quick. I've said on this show before, and now I can prove it after seeing Creed 2. If you go back and watch the Movie Fights episode I was on where we pitched a Creed sequel, I pitched exactly what they did. And I can't prove they stole it, but I can't prove they didn't. I mean, you can prove they stole it by the fact that it's the exact same thing that you said. <laughs> it's pretty great. Yeah. No, but it was it was everything I wanted the sequel to be, and I was so stoked. Anyways, go see Creed 2. Sidebar, I don't think they stole it for me. I think it's just the most logical and awesome I way to they do a did. sequel. So now we're split. <laughs> perfect yeah. um, so then <clears throat> there's this big shootout at the church between the army and the the bad guys and it's suspicious because nobody's getting killed uh, they escape on the snow speeders I like to call yeah. them snow speeders uh-huh. snowmobiles and John McClane goes after him he's going toe to toe with one of them his is getting all shot up as he's turning to the side to block it which by the way guy has a terrible aim because he, he's shooting him with a machine gun really close distance well but with blanks well, no way. no no the other guy wasn't oh, yeah, he, had, yeah. he had real ammo yeah. and John McClane's like I know I got him Oh, I was so close they shoot at his snow speeder he jumps over a semi truck that's driving by and bl- it blows up and again they think he's dead but don't really check no why would they why would they because yeah, they, they got other things to do I
1: suppose <laughs> they don't have any more grenades they're singular threat to them <laughs> they can't take the time just to be like just make sure a, that guy's dead send the dude over that send you were John Leguizamo s- oh
0: I forgot the guy that they slit his throat because he wasn't he was not part of their
1: original that's how we found out that they were the bad guys yeah. Back, so that comes after this. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: Yeah. They could have sent him out and been like, oh, he's not dead? <laughs> right, right, right,
1: right. What a jerk.
0: What a bad guy that, that dude. Poor kid. I know. He just wanted to do something good. Two and one. 230 and one people were killed now. He's, oh, he's another yep, one. He's yep, the additional. Yep. yep. And phew, That was really strange. Was, 230 and one. <laughs> 230 and one. No one says numbers that way. <laughs> I'm not sure. <laughs> so, so then... So... <laughs> So, reporter, being a total dick, hence his name Dick and Richard, uh, He uh, he's in there, he's giving this really um, bullshit, like, impassioned speech about, like, I'm sacrificing everything, and we actually have a clip of that right before he gets tased.
1: But at least the truth is not among the hostages, because I, Richard Thornburg, just Thornburg. happened to be here to put
0: his life and talent... <laughs> On the line for humanity and country. And if this should be my final broadcast, tonight. amen to that. Dick. So, gotcha. good. so good. Well, I forgot one of my favorite moments is when McLean goes and argues with the captain again. And he's like, the colonel, the, the army's working with them," And he's like, yeah, whatever, Don't got Christmas. Blah, 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 just completely still. McLean's every hunch of his has been right. up until this moment why would you still not believe
1: him so this is one of then the blank moment happens but keep going I just want to say this is one of my biggest gripes of all action movies Mm -hmm. um, is that when the hero like obviously they don't know he's the hero but when he's doing the right thing over and over and over and over and is the only one surviving and is the only one out there I would just stand behind him and be like I'm I'm following. Like, what should I do right now? Yeah. Did Did you ever watch 24?
0: Yeah. That was like every season there was a character where you're like, God, come on! Right.
1: He's saved the world seven times. He's saved L.A., D.C., New York. What else do you need? Right. There's always someone. My, like, most annoyed moment of this was in Born Ultimatum in the beginning Mm when he's, like, he meets the journalist and they're, like, there's snipers everywhere and they're trying to kill Jason Bourne Yeah, Um, and the journalist is like just there with him and he takes the journalist through like this big maze off like not through the city but like through the train station or whatever and and he's right every single time and they survive the entire way and then the journalist gets nervous and just like runs into the crowd and gets shot down Um, and I was just like why wouldn't you just listen to him. So anyway, why wouldn't you listen to John McClane? Why wouldn't you listen yeah. to John McClane? You mm-hmm.
0: heard, you know what he did in the Nakatomi Plaza. Right. So um, that moment's awesome though, where uh, Carmine is being a total dick and he finally gets through to him because he unloads the clip of blanks at him and Carmine's just like. Ah! Ah! Meanwhile, no other cop <laughs> shoots him. No, they just pull their guns and go like, "Shit! What do we wait? There's no bullets. What's happening?" And he's like, "They're blanks, you idiot." That moment's so badass, Yeah, and I'm, I, I wish Carmine, because he's such an asshole character, I wish he had shit himself or something in that moment, which <laughs> may have been a lowbrow moment. He wasn't tased, so... He wasn't tased, so yeah. he didn't shit himself, as Stephen Mortimer proved to us. Um, so then, McClane gets in Carmine's car, with, and it turns out Carmine's brother, of course, is the dickhead cop from the beginning. Merry Christmas, that guy. Uh, they immediately get in a car <laughs> wreck, because everybody's panicking. Uh-huh. So McClane goes and finds the reporter... And he gets in the news helicopter, has them helicopter down. But before that, we know from the first movie, because he's nervous about flying, and that's how he gets told to put his bare feet on the carpet and rub his toes. And that's why he's barefoot the whole movie. So we know McClane doesn't like flying. So this is a callback to that. Clip eight.
1: not a cowboy right too rough? I don't like to fly. Then what are you doing here? I don't like to lose either.
0: Maybe that's it. Yeah. He's wanting this. He doesn't like to
1: lose. And losing lives means he's losing. And maybe... If he did take a job with SWAT or with the Army or with CIA or any of those things, he would have to fly more. So maybe that's what it maybe is. That's what it is. We just, just like, solved it. I want to be in a city. Solved it. Yeah.
0: So there's this perilous moment where Esperanza, C- Colonel Stewart, the Army, everybody's on the plane that's been fueled up and ready to take off. It's gone up the runway. Uh, they, they only have lit up this one runway for them. Uh, McLean lands on. It uh, has them lower down. Yeah. He jumps out of the helicopter onto the wing of the plane, shoves his jacket into the flap that makes them take off. I don't know, I'm not an yep. aeronautical engineer. But
1: it's a good thing the runway is seven miles long.
0: It's just like the runway in Fast and Furious 6, yeah. where it's like forty it j- 40 miles. It is
1: long enough for him to have two separate fistfights. Yeah.
0: Which I am perfectly okay on with the, on the wing. <laughs> <laughs> the best is well, and I, and I'm glad they justify it because as they're about to go out, they're like don't shoot because that that uh, the wing is loaded right. with fuel. Because otherwise, Colonel Stewart's just standing there watching his buddy get his ass beat, just holding the machine gun like, ha 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 ha. You know, I'm gonna wait my turn. Right. But it makes sense because he can't, first off, he should have brought a more precise weapon than an automatic. You know? Sure, that could have because there's several times he could have shot McLean when he was up top and the dude was below. But there's a brutal fist fight. They're knocking each other around. Uh, guy gets kicked down. Army dude gets kicked down around the side of it and is hanging off of uh, the engine. Right, the side engine. Uh, yeah, sure. yeah. Uh-huh. And McLean says this right before kicking him. I got enough friends. <laughs> and does he? Was there a lead up to why he says friend? Like, did he call him friend
1: ever? There, I think there. I forget what it was, but I think there was something that prompted that. Okay, because from... there's a
0: moment though where he takes a pretty long moment to say that. And it almost looks like he's like, what's my one-liner? What's my yeah, one-liner? Yeah. I got enough friends! You know, um, that's been me on Facebook lately because mm. I have way too many people. Like, when it's my birthday, people wish me happy birthday. I have no idea who, like, 30% or more are because it's just, like, people I met at an audition one time. Or, like, yeah, you went, like, ad crazy when you were single and just like, hey, I want to have friends. And now when people add me, I feel bad because they're like, hey, did you check my Facebook ad? And I just go... I got enough friends yeah and then they get mad well and I'm like, hey, you're 15 years too late. Listen, man. Everything's fine. I don't want to yeah. add anybody. We can else. be
1: real life friends.
0: yeah, I want. like real life friends better
1: anyway. Um, this is actually so it's funny that you took this clip because this is actually not from Die Hard Oh 2. shit really Yeah this was a meeting that Bruce Willis had with the producers of yep. Friends trying to get him to come back and do the final season. And he was that. like, I do movies now. And they were like, We just need you for two episodes. And he was like, I got enough friends.
0: That's pretty great. Yeah. It's much better than mine. I love that you corrected your spelling of Yippie Kaye. Thank you, Steve. <laughs> Thank you. I was gonna call that out. Which means I think I've been spelling it wrong every time I tweet it. I didn't know there was two P's. Huh? You learn something new every day. Yeah. Anyways, uh, so he kicks the dude, falls into the the engine, and it b- blasts him to bits, and blood sprays out all over. Which, by the way, wouldn't that make the engine? Yeah, just it blo- would be. Yeah, because like <laughs> I know birds, like in Sully, birds hit the engine and right. it took it out. Yeah, that would. This the is plane a big dude. Sure. Yeah. They wouldn't have been able to take it to so the fact that they're still like, well, guess we can still take off. Yeah, everything's still balanced
1: here. <laughs>
0: exactly. Probably, probably not. <laughs> but it's more fun to watch the whole plane blow up. So they have the Colonel Stewart comes out. He does his Tai Chi thing, clothed this time because it's cold out. And right. He doesn't want to catch so the That's moment. why
1: he wasn't as good with it. Yeah, he's that's better when he has the dingle. When he, when he uh, has
0: the dangle. That's right. So they fight. Boom, boom, boom. Uh, McClane gets kicked off. But not before he rips the gas line open yes. and it's spewing gas. They all think, haha, we're lighting cigars. We're gonna be like the prequel to Con Air here. We're getting free." And then McClane lights his lighter, which somehow he kept on him this entire time, which I love. Sure. And play clip number two or twenty. <laughs> what? You be motherfucker. It was actually clip number ten, but I like that it's twenty. You made it twenty. I made it twenty. Yeah. Here we go. Can we play play it one more time? Cause it's so good. You be motherfucker. Which is notoriously what they edited in the PG-13 Live Free or Die Hard, where he goes, yippee Kaye mother, and then they he sh- fires the gun and it yeah. blanks. That's why I've only watched the unrated cut, because they actually add it back in. Mm-hmm. You can't neuter it. That's why we had to swear today... If you don't think this is a Christmas movie, once again, I say to you, You be Kaye, motherfucker. I love this movie. So, anyways, everybody's happy.
1: He's back with Holly. The cop tears up his ticket, which is the least of his concerns at this moment. Right. But I like not to be the bearer of bad news, but that there's a carbon of that ticket, and it's probably so, downtown. And it wasn't just a ticket, they towed his car. So, he's going to have yeah. to get that car yeah. back yeah. at some point.
0: Ah, uh, that's all the time we have to talk about Die Hard 2, Die Harder. Until
1: next time, Jesse. Where can they find you? You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Too Much Jesse, and for sketch at The Prom Losers.
0: You can find me at The Ben Begley on Twitter and Instagram, and uh, you know we might start throwing out some uh, Christmas sketches from yesteryear that Jesse and I did. Mm. So keep a lookout for those. We have a ton of them, and they are ridiculous. So I'm going to start shamelessly promoting them again to try and get some lesser viewed videos nice. viewed. Nice. Until next time, Merry Holidays, and what is your guilty movie pleasure?